Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robin. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Uh, he, probably back tomorrow. Just wanted one more day to recuperate from the Rona. He's fine. Mm. I think he's just babying it and milking this thing for all it's worth. That's, well, sure. Why that's not? my personal theory, at mm-hmm. least. Well, Scott, uh, we were pretty much expecting this. Donald Trump made it official last night. He announced he's running for president. Here's part of uh, how he opened things up here. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. So many incredible friends and family here tonight. It's such a beautiful thing. It's, some people say, how do you speak before so many people all the time? If, when there's love in the room, it's really easy, if you want to know the truth. It really is. You ought to try it sometime. <laughs> So your initial thoughts, Scott. Okay. Um, here's the thing, man. I watched it last night, and I have to be honest with you. About 20 minutes into it, my mind was wandering away. I was bored. This, not, this is Donald Trump, whatever this is. This is Donald Trump with a bunch of consultants. Yeah. It was, it was, it, I know what he's trying to do. I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to be, look at... and. By the way, it's a very hard word to describe, presidential, whatever that yeah. means. He's trying to curb the, the uh, insults. He's trying to curb the personality. He's trying to curb the reason he was elected to begin with. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it almost seems sanitized for me. Here's, here's what I, my initial thought is this. It's like a great rock band that needs a top 40 hit record. I mean, back in my day anyway. So they create this so- song that sounds nothing like the band. And the fans are going, what is this? Yeah. And you don't achieve what you wanted to achieve. You just lost credibility on the other end. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the way I looked at that last night. And again, if Donald Trump is the nominee, I'll vote for him. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'll vote for him. And we got a long road ahead of us yet before <laughs> anything it materializes that, that you could sink your teeth into. Yeah. But for the most part, I thought it was kind of low energy, for him, anyway. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd go as far as that. I've seen that take out there. I don't think you're alone with that, Scott, not at all. Uh, to me, if I'm going to use a, a music analogy, what it kind of reminds me of is the Led Zeppelin album, uh, In Through the Outdoor. Yeah. Where it's like, it's good. You got, you got, you, you know, yeah. there are some good songs, Southbound Suarez, you know, things like, yeah, you know. There are some good songs in there. You enjoy it, but it's not Zeppelin Four. But all of a sudden, you get all my love and my love, yeah, or you get and, fool in the rain, or you get, you know, <laughs> right, you're like, like, what is this, right? It, yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, hot dog, what is you're that? Try, but you're trying to write. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to reach that broader audience, I guess. Yeah. And you're doing it in a way where you change the dynamic of what you and who you are. He, he That's the weird part. On the me. campaign trail, he's always better as the counterpuncher, as the guy yes. who says, somebody said yeah. something about me, I'm going to yeah. go out and do this. So you're right. There's a hell of a lot of time left. And too much time to yeah. me. Yeah, I again, as we're living in analogy land, this does kind of feel like Walmart putting out the Christmas decorations in early October. Yeah, Fourth like, of July. Come on, or whatever. Man. I mean, yeah. we, we 
We've yeah. got well over a year before the primary votes are cast. I mean, yes. we got a year really before the campaign even really picks up. And we've up, got three so. years until Arizona comes in. Yeah, so so I don't know if he was really aiming to try to be more, quote-unquote, presidential, like you said, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, I, I think, I think or, he was. I think there was a concerted effort made. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like him coming out and swinging. I, I do, too. You know, I, that's why I was hoping for some body blows last night. I just didn't get any. As long as he's swinging at the right targets. Right, exactly. That's, Not Ron DeSantis. Yeah, j- lay off Ron DeSantis until at least we know he's running for president, okay? <laughs> let's let's just cool your jets here. Uh, and so we'll get to more reaction uh, from that throughout the day. Uh, meanwhile, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was on the hot seat yesterday being questioned by Congress. Some highlights coming out from that. Uh, Representative Clay Higgins, you love that guy. He's a good old boy. Southern I do. Boy. I do like yeah. that guy. Yeah. Uh, he alluded to the horsewhipping hoax where Mayorkas, remember, threw Border Patrol agents under the bus because some leftist conspiracy theorists claimed they were whipping Haitian migrants. Right. And now we know from emails that have been released, thanks to a, a Freedom of Information Act request, that Alejandro Mayorkas knew that no one was being whipped and yet went out there in front of the American people and said, I was horrified by this. It's not who we are. We are promising a full and thorough internal investigation. And so the question was basically, hey, have you ever used your authority to suppress evidence that would have cleared something like this up? And, well, we know he did, but here's how he mm-hmm. answered that. I don't even know what you're referring to. And with, with respect to your first I'll question, take that as that you're on the record as saying no. U.S. you have not used your authority to suppress exculpatory evidence. If you're, if you're an honorable man, then obviously you should be able to say no to that. Who would suppress exculpatory evidence? Is your answer no? I don't even know what you're referring to. I don't. You will. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, he I'm does. Gonna, you know exactly what he's talking about. Of course about. he does. Yeah. Let's see. This is the thing. You can just stonewall, stonewall, stonewall. And I, again, I don't know what the recourse would be here moving forward. That dude needs to go. There's no question about it. He's failed at his basic job of protecting the homeland. Because this guy can't even tell you how many terrorists actually have gotten in through the southern border. Because at a minimum, we know there are over 600,000 people who were, quote-unquote, known gotaways. In other words, authorities saw them and couldn't get them. Mm-hmm. So at least 600,000. It's probably way more than that that have actually crossed illegally without ever coming into contact with law enforcement at the border. And this guy is acting like, well, everything's tight as a drum on the border. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, again, just to recap, everything's fine on the border. There is no border crisis, Yeah, according to this guy, right? Yeah. And he doesn't know anything about the horsewhip thing. Nothing. No. Nothing. Nothing. They haven't even heard of it before. Yeah. Again, man, with this administration, everything happens to them and around them, not because of them. It's it's the bystander White House. That's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. Um, And so it does kind of make me laugh as... uh, Governors like uh, Greg Abbott in Texas have, you know, are 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 stepping up and continuing to step up. Uh, like we talked about yesterday, he is uh, he is invoking Constitution and saying that there is an invasion and he wants to use extra authority. Greg Abbott does in order to solve the border crisis because the federal government is failing at this. He also sent another busload to uh, now this time Philadelphia, another sanctuary city. Sent another busload of migrants up there. Well, so, yeah, I, I mean, people, we got to get something done, and I don't care. Like we talked about yesterday with Greg Abbott, you know, 
he's going to get sued by the Biden administration over the whole invasion thing. Uh, but that's a win-win for him because if Biden is successful in a legal challenge against him, he still has drawn a bright red circle around saying, hey, by the way, this is still a problem and it is still happening. Are they haggling about the definition of invasion? Well, they're, they're haggling I mean, over what, whether or not he has the constitutional authority to do that and whether or not this counts as an invasion. Okay. Because theoretically, what the Constitution lays out is that basically if the country is at war and the federal government can't devote resources to an invasion on one front or another, then a governor would be able to have the authority to take over, essentially. That's the Cliff's Notes version of what... So how many fentanyl yeah. pills that have come into this country through the uh, smuggling at the border that right. killed people, right. doesn't that constitute some sort of uh, invasion? I, I think so, yes. Well, yeah. That is you're, an invasion. You're, you're killing people. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we were following this yesterday as well, reports that Russian missiles crossed over into Poland and killed two people, and like we were saying yesterday. Oh, boy. It's yeah. like, okay, this looks bad. Let's wait and see what the information is. Uh, I, as we talked about, I said, hey, from the cheap seats, I doubt that Russia meant to do anything, because if you're going to go ahead and uh, cross the Rubicon like that, you, you would think it would be a bigger spectacle than a couple of rockets falling and killing two people. Mm-hmm. It would be a bigger deal. Um, and it turns out that's true. And in fact, uh, apparently it wasn't Russia. Uh, it was air defense missiles fired by Ukraine that landed Uh-oh. in Poland. And it's a good thing. It's a really good thing that we have a not senile president to explain these things to us. Did you hear the lost no, old man talking about this? this. Okay. We were getting the update. All right. Is it too early to say whether this missile was fired from Russia? There is preliminary information that contests that. I don't want to say that till we completely investigate. But it, it is, uh, I, 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 it's unlikely in the minds of the trajectory that it was fired from Russia. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's unlikely in the minds of the tra- trajectory. Trajectory. The Minds of the Trajectory, an unreleased Rush album, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. You're the big Rush fan, right? No, so. no. It sounds like a title. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness, man. And, it, and you know, the thing is, Zelensky asked for $1 billion to help fix that, so it won't happen again. Right. Well, he, dude, he's already, uh, Biden's already asking for more money to send oh, to yeah. Ukraine. It's like, dude, I know. okay. But also yesterday, as we were getting the story about missiles falling in Poland, which as a NATO member would be a huge escalation if that's Russia, Zelensky mm-hmm. is out there saying, yeah, it was Russia. It was definitely Russia. We're all in this together. Let's go for the fight. Right. And we're giving this petulant child a blank check still? Come on, yeah. man. Over and over again. Just no, there's With no accountability either. Right. You're not allowed not. to ask questions about it. You're no. not allowed to say, hey, maybe we need to slow roll this because we've officially spent more money on this war than Russia has. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should take a break and and make sure that not all that money or that that money is going to the right places, and make sure that this dude Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, isn't getting us into World War Three. This is, I, but if you say that in some, you know, company, you'll <laughs> they'll call you a Russian stooge. Oh yeah, it's just it's nuts, man. It's nuts. Uh, all right, we got a lot to get to. Speaking of corruption and Ukraine. 
I want to try to get into the FTX. Collapse. Well, help me out with this one. Because this yeah. is a big one. And yeah. what does it have to do with Ukraine? And what does it have to do with the Democratic Party? Some interesting theories coming up. Uh, we'll get to it next. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. He is uh, recuperating from COVID. Yes. He'll be back yes, tomorrow, we, as we understand. So this big cryptocurrency exchange called FTX, it's bankrupt now. It's collapsed. Well, they filed yeah, for bankruptcy. I, I and, have a hard time understanding all of the moving pieces. Here. Right. It, it's in bankruptcy. So here's the short version of it. At least a billion dollars, poof, disappeared. Now, the guy behind FTX is Sam Bankman-Fried, who's accused of secretly transferring about $10 billion to his other company, which also filed for bankruptcy. So you have a massive, on a massive scale, robbing Peter to pay Paul, essentially. And a whole lot of people, we're not just talking about hedge fund bros, we're talking about everyday people who were trying to invest in cryptocurrency, lost everything. And lost their life savings. I mean, it's this is a huge it's like like Madoff times ten. Yes, I mean they, they there there have been some people who um, who have compared it more like to Enron. Oh wow, the Enron collapse. Except yeah. the money involved is actually more. Jeez. So well, you know, he is already facing an investigation in the Bahamas where he was stashing some money. Uh, I mean, and the big question is how did regulators actually miss what he was doing? Um, and it's not just because of a lack of regulation on crypto. I mean, there are other regulations. There are other people who should have seen what he was doing um, and put a stop to it before this whole thing came crashing down. Uh, now, this dude just happens to be, you guessed it, a huge donor for the Democratic Party. Well, I saw a picture of him sitting next to Bill Clinton yeah, on he, stage Bill Clinton, somewhere. I mean, he's been involved with a whole lot of people. Yeah, they're buddies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also there are some questions because he was uh, <clears throat> helping facilitate some, you could say, donations in cryptocurrency to Ukraine. Oh, so now you're wondering, okay. okay, who was laundering money through Ukraine through this doofus? Mm -hmm. Now, Ken Griffin, the head honcho of the company Citadel, implied something really, really dark when it comes to why it is that regulators kind of turned the other way or looked the other way as all of this was going down. You know, on the balance sheet of FTX is a line called Trump lose. And Sam was the second biggest donor to Democratic candidates. I'm going to leave it to everybody else to draw their own conclusions about what you're saying here. Right. Those are those are really, really ugly facts when you see a fraud of this magnitude having played out and you find no regulators were there to prevent it. That's a really, really tough story. <laughs> Notice how uncomfortable everybody is because oh, yeah. the implication there, the insinuation there is that regulators were looking the other way because they wanted Trump to lose. They right. wanted Republicans in general to lose because... 
well, they're, they want their buddies in the Democratic Party to uh, keep giving them favors. They're uh, paying them off. Was he serious about the balance sheet, Clark? The balance sheet that actually said Trump lose? Trump lose? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, so this, this actually has uh, a whole lot of potential to be extremely damaging to many powerful people in the Democratic Party and at all levels of government as well. Well, I say let's make people people uncomfortable then. I mean, if you remember 20 years ago with the Enron collapse, uh, there were all sorts of people talking about the connection to the Bush White House. Yep. All sorts of people. And whether or not, oh, there were favors being done, and whether or not, oh. And uh, so in this case, you've got this crypto bro who's been stashing money all over the world and stealing from people, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and somehow the Democrats who talked about in 08, we're going to send all these people to jail, blah, blah, blah. You know, they want accountability for Wall Street guys. And suddenly they were nowhere to be found when one of the mm. biggest instances of fraud in United States history unfolded in front of them. Interesting, isn't it? Well, I saw that jackass sitting on stage with Bill Clinton with his yeah. shorts and his T-shirt on. And, you know, come on. Hey, man, I'm not, I'm not knocking the guy for... I no, think we share, I mean, a, we share whole, a wardrobe, okay? The whole funky, you know, yeah. rich, I do what I want kind of guy, okay. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, to me at least, as I, as I read this story and follow this story, it's pretty clear to me that he is not some evil mastermind. I mean, he's, he's got no soul, clearly if you're willing to screw people over like that. But he's a pawn that's been used by some very powerful people in oh, the I, world. Oh, I don't... I, yeah, well, look at him, of course. And, and yeah. he'll make for a really good fall yeah. guy, right? You got oh, this, yeah. this, this uh, paunchy, pasty dude who yep. dresses like a schlub, and I will just say, as a paunchy, pasty dude who dresses like a schlub, <laughs> he's making us all look bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> we both shop out of the same Goodwill dumpster. I'll well, just say, put it that way, yeah. And looking at me today, I'm, I've got the Fetterman on today. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, uh, the uh, senator-elects, are, our senators-elect, are going to uh, orientation now in D.C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the weirdest thing ever is watching reporters talking about how, oh, my gosh, John Fetterman's wearing a suit. Right. And be like, oh, my gosh. John Fetterman's not drooling on himself. <laughs> yeah. That's the bigger accomplishment, honestly. And there's an honest uh, discussion about whether or not reporters need to stop shouting questions at him because he can't understand them. Crazy. But he can be a senator. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, coming up, uh, well, we got more reaction from the Trump announcement. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is out. He should be back tomorrow. Uh, just under the uh, under the weather, still a little bit from COVID. Uh, Want to make sure that he doesn't, you know, get his germs all over Scott because Scott's got pre-existing conditions. Well, and we're in the same studio. You're yeah. not in our studio. Yeah. You're in another studio. I'm in a bubble. So David yeah. has his own studio. Yeah, I've, see, I got my bubble. As soon that's as how COVID he rolls. Hits. That's how he rolls on this show. <laughs> 
You guys share. He gets his own. Yeah. Uh, so Trump has announced he's running for president again. I mean, it's not all that surprising. The reactions have not been all that surprising. I think a lot of people, even Trump supporters, were a little underwhelmed by uh, him going out there last night, just the delivery of it. I thought he brought up some good ideas. I mean, I thought when you look at the substance of it, um, a lot of it was sort of shooting for the stars and you know trying to ban insider trading with members of Congress. And I mean, good luck getting that passed through the people in oh, Congress yeah. because they love getting rich off this stuff. Sure. They love it. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, I-, I just got this piece of audio. Chuck Schumer, uh, who will stay on as Senate Majority Leader because the Democrats won the Senate. Uh, he is picking up this talking point that to me is extremely, extremely disturbing. And it has to do with immigration. Because okay. they're not actually going to get tough on the border. What they actually want to do is provide a pathway to citizenship for 11 million people who are here illegally. Uh, you want to make this border crisis worse? Tell people that if they get here illegally, we'll make them citizens. Sure. But the disturbing part, or the more disturbing part, I should say, is that the talking point now is we need more people to come in and have babies, which for a group of people who shout handmaid's tale constantly, the lack of self-awareness is astounding because you literally just want to import people to be baby incubators for you. He said this. He did. Here's what he said this morning. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. That, that's disgusting to me. Okay. <laughs> is he saying that Americans are just not doing their job of repopulating the yeah. country. Yet, at the same time, abortion after eight months is okay. Yes. All right, Chuck, I'm confused. Right. I mean, you people go out there and make it seem like it's a virtue to go kill an unborn baby. Like, it, it, it's something well, if, that you should that's, aspire if, to if, do. If that's how you feel, don't bitch about underpopulation. No kidding. I mean, what's wrong with you? Yeah, but it's all right because we'll bring in Consuela from Guatemala and and make sure she gets knocked up. Well, and has she doesn't all the have a choice. She has no choice. Apparently not, according to Chuck Schumer. Golly, I mean, so so it's we need people to work in restaurants and we need them to make babies for us. Yeah, because we're not making enough. I I mean, look, that that's that's just the Democrats going back to their slave trade roots. Honestly, all right, I just want but, consistency here out of somebody. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to stand by that, then by all means, you should be uh, anti-abortion, I would think. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Nah. Nah, I'm not going to do this. No. It just, I don't know, man. It, it disgusts me when they look at immigration as a way to create. Create population. Yeah, not, and then they, tell, then they go after Tucker Carlson for saying Democrats want to replace the current yeah. population with people from third world countries south of our border. Chuck Schumer literally just said that's the goal. That replacement yeah. theory, ah! conspiracy. <laughs> now you hear it all the time. Man. I mean, I don't. They just don't make any sense to me. No. 
and and you're openly saying it, and no one questions Chuck and goes, "Hey, I got a question." Yeah. Hey, what do you mean you're you're, you're going to use uh, uh, women from like Guatemala and Honduras as baby making machines, and well, uh, create them into a permanent subclass? Yeah. This is weird, man. This is so they can so weird. they can wait tables at your restaurant. Yes. Chuck. Yes. Jeez. It is. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. So I see see this update. We mentioned it at the end of uh, yesterday's show when this was uh, breaking. Jay Leno. Yeah. He, uh, he had to go to the hospital because like he got burned while working on a car in his garage. And we have a little bit more information. Uh, Jay Leno talked to TMZ and he said he was fixing a clogged fuel line on a steam car that was made by the White Motor Company in 1907. And he accidentally sprayed gasoline on his face and hands, and at the same time, a spark triggered an explosion that lit him up. Holy smokes! So luckily, a friend was there, jumped on him, smothered the flames, but he still has uh, three or third degree burns on his face and hands, and might need skin grafts. Good lord! Still in the hospital. He said he might have to stay there into next week. Well, what? I saw. Did they do that Jay's Garage show? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I've heard about it. It's I've like never some seen cable it. thing. I've never seen yeah. it either. But they did one episode where he was working on this very car, yeah. and they were talking about because you could see the flames coming out of it. <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, you got to be careful with these things because blah, you know, oh, yada wow. yada yada." And it turns out this was the one. Oh wow! That, that jumped out and got him. Man, yeah, Damn. it's a scary situation. I'm glad he's going to be relatively okay. I mean, yeah, he's doing interviews with TMZ, right? Wow. Just on the phone, you know. Okay, well, I know, they, they just still. hit him up, you know. Uh, meanwhile, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis talking this morning. He dropped off more hurricane relief funds. And, well, he took a moment to talk about the midterm elections a little bit. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Uh, but I did like how he uh, threw this out there to states like Arizona, where they're, you know, they, they take the scenic route to counting votes. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, yeah, well, Ron DeSantis yeah. this morning. How is it that you know, the state of Florida, uh, the Monday before the election, we could declare a state of emergency for Nicole, conduct an election, count like 7.7 million votes by midnight. Next morning, we're at the EOC, storm hits. You have washouts of A1A, other parts. We repair that by the weekend. And these other states are still counting their votes from the election. How pathetic is that? Yeah, it is. It is. It is pretty pathetic, actually. Well, and we've all asked that same question, mm-hmm. Ron. You're just echoing what the American people are thinking. I mean, what's going on in Maricopa County? I've had people try to explain it to me from Arizona. Well, yeah. it's this process, and yeah, and and and, and you're lost in the in the explanation. You're like, yeah, okay, you, slow down. Why, yeah, why mean, is it this hard? So what, why? What what they do? The process is basically that you know Maricopa Maricopa County is a huge county. And I guess you can vote anywhere you want if you're a registered voter. So it's not at like just the local precinct level or something like that. And that means that they've got to have all the right ballots at all the different places because, you know, somebody in one part of Maricopa County may not be voting for a school board election in a different uh, part of Maricopa County. So then they've got to sort all that stuff and then they've got to count it. And so it's just a mess. But. You know, when you hear Governor DeSantis and then Governor Abbott in Texas saying, hey, guys, what is what is your problem? It it doesn't take this long to just count the basic votes. I mean, it's one thing, again, if it's a super tight race and you've got all the other races called 
and you're just looking at one particular race and you're just going to have to maybe do recounts or whatever, that's that's one thing. But man, it, it, it just it seems ridiculous how it goes from, well, we'll have all the votes counted by Thursday. Well, Friday morning at the latest. Well, this weekend. Well, early next week. Well, uh, we'll, we'll see. Just... Why are you frustrated with this, you conspiracy theorist? <laughs> well, in the state of Illinois, the polls were closed for two minutes and zero yeah. percent of the votes in. We had a projection for governor. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing I'm happened. I'm not kidding you. Same thing happened in Oregon. Yeah, uh, for uh, not for the governor's race, but for uh, for the Senate race, it was like, and the polls have closed, and Ron Wyden is the senator. Yeah. It, our exit polling indicates no yeah. votes have been counted 0% yeah. in. But that's the difference between counting votes and then making projections. And, yeah. and so sometimes if you're counting the votes and it's close, it's hard to make a projection. Uh, but in but just because it is so close. Uh, but, man, when it takes that long to just even count blowout Ridiculous. races, there's a problem. Ridiculous. Real yeah. problem there. Uh, so I'm glad that somebody's talking about it. Libs of TikTok found another gym, Scott. I know you oh, like Libs I of TikTok. Oh, I look forward to these, yes. Uh, this, the, uh, this lady just collects TikTok videos of crazy people in the freak show left talking about how we all need to be accepting of the freak show left. And yes. we really don't, but, but no. it's like to each their own. If you want to do this, then do it. But, yeah, but don't, don't, don't get mad at somebody for saying you look like a freak. Um, anyway, some, some nut job was talking about the proper use of, uh, some new pronouns, uh, spore and spores. Really? Yes. How do you spore and spores? Okay. How do you spore pronouns, Scott? Okay. Pay attention. You got your pencil ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Spore spores pronouns are neo pronouns. But why would a person want to use spore spores pronouns? For example, a person who has been struggling with gender lately. This person has already tried using he, z, it pronouns, but still doesn't feel right using those. So this person wants to try neo pronouns that relate to nature. Therefore, spore spores pronouns could feel relatable, especially because this person feels a strong relationship with nature. But anyway, here's how to use spore spores pronouns in sentences. Spore is such a wonderful person. Spore smile is so contagious. In fact, I saw Spore make a whole audience smile. I think Spore should be very proud of Spore self. Oh my goodness, we made it through! And if you need more help on how to use neo pronouns and sentences, that should help. Remember to always stay curious about yourself. No, I'm never calling anybody Spore. I'm not, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm dumbfounded right now. <laughs> I thought that was when you put a spoon and a fork together. <laughs> That's Spork. Oh, God. Sorry, David. <laughs> now, if you want to identify By the as a way, spork, that's, a, that's, that's a confused utensil. Yes, that way. is. Yeah. It can't commit one way or another. Right, exactly. <laughs> you cannot gender a spork. Right. Okay. All right. I will use utensil gender neutral uh, pronouns yes. for a spork because a spork. spork doesn't know what it is. It's obviously no. very confused. Spork yeah. is confused. Spork doesn't know what it is. Right. I um, mean, it's got knives. And forks over here and, mm-hmm. and spoons, but yeah. it doesn't belong to any of those people. <laughs> it's, a place to go. <laughs> it's time for some spork equity yeah. in this country. All right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't be a bigot against sporks. Sporks. It's that simple. Okay. Pro spork. That's me. <laughs> Gosh, man. Oh, God. This world. Okay. Yeah. Uh, judge has blocked Georgia's heartbeat law. We'll get to that and much more. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out with the Rona. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, a judge has overturned Georgia's ban on abortion starting around six weeks into pregnancy, saying that, th- get this, this is kind of a novel concept here. Uh, it violated the Constitution and Supreme Court precedent when it was enacted because that was before Roe v. Wade was axed as law of the land. So they said it was unconstitutional at the time, so we're going to go ahead and get rid of it now. And I think, uh, so of course, I mean, Georgia lawmakers are going to get get together and resurrect this law. They say that they're going to appeal the ruling because it is Roe v. Wade is no longer the law of the land, so it should be kind of null and void right. at this point. Uh, it shouldn't really matter. But I think when 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 you hear the the talking point after the midterms that abortion is the thing that saved Democrats. I think you can make the argument in some places that it turned out the vote more, maybe, but it tends to be in areas where abortion is already pretty much legal up until the moment of birth. Right. You know, when you see the number of people who go out to vote in Manhattan, I mean, Manhattan wasn't breaking red anytime soon. No. But, or in New York City in general, I should say. Uh, You know, parts certainly were, but... I also just can't help but remember that Brian Kemp, who just won his reelection as governor of Georgia, signed this six six week heartbeat bill uh, and won by almost ten points. So I, I I I think the the big takeaway as we start to get a fuller picture of what the midterms were is kind of looking around and saying, okay, you know, this particular group of uh, uh, voters. I'm sorry, this particular group of Republican lawmakers, people like Carrie Lake and whatever, a lot of voters are not down with that. But they really don't like the woke left. And they really are not motivated in large part to go out and vote because of Roe v. Wade. They're just not. It's like all of the hot takes, I think there's an element of truth to them, but none of them were spot on. Because... I mean, show me the evidence where abortion was this thing that really helped stop a red wave. There isn't any. I mean, if you, again, if you look in a state like Georgia where, you know, the Senate race is going to a runoff, but the governor's race was decided within an hour. Yeah. So obviously in this case, I mean, yeah, abortion didn't really do anything uh, for them. Meanwhile, uh, you know, Coors Light a few years ago, uh, several years ago at this point now, uh, started this thing, you know, when your beer is cold, the can turns blue or the mountains turn oh, yeah, blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little gimmick for, yeah. for Coors. Well, now apparently, <clears throat> excuse me, they've got uh, a nail polish that changes color when your Coors light is cold enough. So the idea is that... Nail polish? Yeah. So now if you're, you know it's cold enough by gripping the beer and looking at your fingernails. <laughs> so if you pour it in a glass and you hold it... Hold it? Yeah, and your fingernails turn blue, you know that that beer is cold. That that Coors is cold and ready to go. I'll be damned. The banquet beer. Huh. So the uh, the Coors Light Chill Polish is going to be available for 7 bucks a bottle. I think you can actually just tell if a beer is cold by touching it. I would. That's what I was going to say. I've never, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying I've never really had a problem knowing whether or not a beer was cold. You can grab your beer and look at it. And yeah, de- it's and, cold. And depending on what's going on, uh, I probably don't even care that much that my beer's not cold. 
you know, if you're out grilling out back, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, man, you know, you're going to have some not quite so cold beer at, at some as point. As long as it's got a, a little chill to it. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Well, a little. There's bit. nothing like taking a blast of warm beer, though. Tap, <laughs> you know, that's. Well, the worst is that it, if you have a party going on and you mix up which beer is yours and you oh. take a swig out of one and someone had put their cigarette out in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh gosh. yeah. <laughs> that's a terrible feeling, man. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that. That's not good. Although now that's how I drink all my beer. So I like I like the tanginess. Seventy percent of Americans don't get enough ash in their that's diet. That's right. <laughs> yes. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robin. Jamie Markley's out. He'll be back tomorrow. Phil, just uh, one more day to sort of get his yeah, kind of just yeah. He was after, never yeah yeah. He was never in any danger or anything. No, oh no. He was just he was just right. under the weather and want to make sure just that he's not didn't feel good and giving the Rona to somebody else, namely right. you, Scott. Everybody else yeah. I don't care about, but you know yeah. you. Yeah. I want to make sure you're not getting it. All right. Yeah, you can cough on anybody else who wants. Oh, exactly. In fact, right. we paid him extra to cough on some people. So yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the New York Post coverage of Donald Trump's presidential run announcement was pretty interesting. Did you see this? So the front, yes, the front page has a story that dominates the front page about murders in the city, and then at the very bottom of the page, in smaller print, you see "Florida man makes announcement." Page twenty six. Right. So the Murdoch uh, empire is 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 turning on Trump, or has turned on Trump. You know, and I, I don't well, know how effective <laughs> it is. I, I don't either, but it's interesting to me watching it last night on Fox. Speaking of Murdoch, uh, they cut away from it. Yeah. Like okay, this is boring. Um, and let's discuss what we've heard. Yeah, there. Well, there's there's very little shock value in in, in Trump anymore. And then last night he did seem a little bit subdued when he was yeah. announcing that he was running for president. But were you surprised that he seemed a little bit subdued? When, no, when they cut away from it. And oh, that dis- they did discuss what they just heard, <clears throat> and the thing is still going on. Yeah. Yeah, I am a little surprised. I was. I definitely was. Uh, you know that that you would make that decision, but they're probably, you know, the say what you want. Fox News knows metrics, and they oh, know yeah. what their audience wants a lot of times, and mm-hmm. the ratings bear that out. So we'll see. Uh, I, I I I think that some people are taking all of it a little bit too personally. Some people who are sort of ride or die Trump, uh-huh. kind of like because at the end of the day, the Murdochs don't decide. Fox News doesn't decide. The New York Post doesn't decide. National Review doesn't decide. CNN, MSNBC, et cetera. The voters decide. And so we got a primary that hasn't even started yet. Yeah, and, I just thought it was interesting. You talk about Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, they're, they're cutting yeah, into this thing. It is. He didn't I, even get split screen. He was just like, let's just like, let's yeah, talk about what we just heard. We're dumping out of this. Now, I think it is kind of interesting seeing different polls come out now. It does. I... <laughs> At the risk of sounding like a conspiracy theorist, it does mm-hmm. feel like people are jumping on the DeSantis 
his hot streak right now. And that's nothing against DeSantis. I think he's done a great job, and he's earned no. all the accolades he has. Yeah. But it does feel like there's this coordinated pressure to make sure that they weaken Trump as much as possible. Maybe that's, I, again, the voters will decide ultimately. And nobody has debated. Nobody, I mean, right now, Trump's the only guy running for president, Yeah, for crying out loud. Um, but there's a uh, YouGov America poll that is rather interesting. Who would you rather see as the Republican nominee for president in 2024? This is uh, among... 1,500 adult citizens, Republicans, DeSantis plus seven. Trump 2020 voters, DeSantis plus 11. Whoa. Conservatives, DeSantis plus 18. So I, I think there are a lot of people who have seen DeSantis' results and think, okay, you got all the good with Trump in that he doesn't take anything. He doesn't take any BS, mm-hmm. but he knows how to focus and win fights. You said something interesting to me yesterday, and I never thought about it before, but you go, DeSantis may not run. There's a chance he doesn't run. I think he yeah, will, that, but... That he, he may not even run. He may go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't want yeah. to get into a food fight with Trump. I just don't yeah. want to. There, there's part of me that does hope he runs, because if it's not Donald Trump, uh, you got to have somebody who has the guts to go up against all these people that are coming for you, that are coming not just for the politicians involved, but for you and me and everybody else who thinks that America isn't this wasteland of horribleness and racism and all of this. I mean, there are, there are people who really are frightened for the future of the country. Um, and and I, I hope that they're able to make a decision uh, that's not somebody like Joe Biden again. Well, I'm going to wait and see what Fox does, see which way they start to drift. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I, the drift has already started. Has it? Okay. Oh, yeah. They're... they're they're all in on, it, on DeSantis. It looks like it. Yeah, the New York Post, yeah. uh, by the way, Florida man makes announcement article on page 26. Right. Was, quote, with just 720 days to go before the next election, a Florida retiree made the surprise announcement Tuesday night that he was running for president. In a move no political pundit saw coming, avid golfer Donald J. Trump kicked things off at Mar-a-Lago, his resort and classified documents library. Trump, famous for gold-plated lobbies and for firing people on reality television, will be 78 in 2024. If elected, Trump would tie Joe Biden as the oldest president to take office. His cholesterol levels are unknown, but his favorite food is charred steak with ketchup. Which, that that is true, actually. He likes mm-hmm. his steak well done and with ketchup. And yeah. I'll tell you, learning that almost made me vote for Hillary Clinton in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just... That's a that's a, that's meat insurrection yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Well, it is. Uh, yep. Anyway, he stated that his qualifications for office include being a stable genius. Writes the New York Post, and they finish it with, "Oh yeah, Trump also served as the 45th president." So, I yeah, it is. I, I I'm just this this is fascinating to sit back and watch happen. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really all you need to yeah. do. It, yeah, you don't need to take any sides on that. I mean, no. you know, gun to my head. If the election were today, who would I vote for in a primary? Based on the results, it probably is Ron DeSantis. Did you happen to bounce to CNN at all last night to no. see what they were doing? No, I, I either. No. I was going to to see if they stayed with I, the whole. I thing. I think they did actually stay with it the whole time, or most mm-hmm. of the time. I saw some By the chatter. Way, just a quick aside, and I know this isn't in the plan. I get it, mm-hmm. but I was startled yesterday to learn that Don Lamont's midday show on CNN 
has 71,000 people. That's it, between 25 yeah. and 54 years old. Yeah, it's watching that show. 71,000. That's nothing, man. Yeah, it's not. Um, that's Home and Garden TV numbers. That's, oh, Home and Garden TV makes it gets it, more than it, that. Probably, I'm sure they that, do. That it's thing, ridiculously bad. Yeah, it's not a midday show, though. It's the morning show. Or the morning show. On CNN, yeah, I mean, yeah which yeah. makes it even worse. I mean, we it's have. Ter- it's brutal. We have that many people in the audience in two of our markets. I I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Don Lamon. He's the guy they moved out to right field in Little League. (laughs) Right? I mean, they had him at short. He couldn't play it. Yeah. Kicking balls all over the place. They moved, trying to hide him somewhere, and they stick him there at 71,000. Holy smokes, man. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we were following this yesterday, reports that Russian missiles crossed over into Poland and killed two people. Well, that yeah. would obviously have been a major escalation on the part of Russia. As we were talking about yesterday, it's like, okay, everybody calm down. Let's wait and see what the facts are. Uh, even though, uh, President Zelensky in Ukraine was saying, this is an attack from Russia. Yep. We all got to go to war now. Turns out it was an air defense missile fired by Ukraine that landed in Poland. Well, Mark Milley now is saying U.S. is committed to defending Poland. Yes. From Ukraine? Okay. That's, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, come on, man. I know, right? But, you know, that hasn't stopped Western leaders. None of the facts haven't from blaming Russia. Right. And so this is the new talking point. I guarantee you you're going to hear more people saying this. Uh, this is uh, Canadian Prime Minister Fidel Castro Jr., a.k.a. Justin Trudeau. Uh, we all know the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro. Um, and again, well, obviously the fact that Ukraine bombed Poland is Russia's fault. One thing that's certain is that the loss of life in Poland was a consequence of Russia's latest indiscriminate attacks on Ukrainians. Russia firing a barrage of missiles during the G20 summit, which they were a part of, proves their reckless behavior, and their blatant disregard for the international system. These missiles are killing innocent people and destroying civilian buildings and are yet another demonstration of why it's so essential to continue supporting Ukraine. So Ukraine bombs Poland, and that means it's essential to keep supporting Ukraine. I get lectured by that guy. (laughs) Golly. Did you see Man. that? Did you see that video of him and uh, President Xi Jinping? Because apparently there there's some controversy because some of their closed door meeting uh, contents were leaked, and then they ran in newspapers. And Xi Jinping was very upset by that. He's like, "Hey, come on, man! You know, I'm the head of the Communist Party. You're just you're you're an up and comer in the Communist Party. You got to listen to me." And he was, just dressed him down. And said, no, we can't, we, we don't handle business that way. You can't leak stuff to international media when we're talking behind closed doors. And he walks away and you see uh, Prime Minister Boyband just sort of like shuffle away and then just kind of yeah. like, oh, he could, I mean, just gets dressed down by this guy. And this is, this is why it is so frightening to me to see all these World Economic Forum boosted uh, beta boys out there on yeah. the world stage because... I'm not sitting here trying to like start a fan club for Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping is a is a genocidal maniac. He's an evil person. Yes. Uh and you got to have someone with the guts to stand up to him. But we have, you know, our president who's this senile old man who again, you you talked about it yesterday, the optics of him 
shaking hands with Xi Jinping, where usually oh, yeah. they meet in the middle. Well, Joe went yeah. all the way over there. and it Of just, course. Yeah, it's weakness all around, and that's why Xi Jinping is able to go up in this public forum and dress down the Prime Minister of Canada because he knows he can look in Canada and say, what are you going to do about it? You, you got no response. Xi Jinping dunks on Biden all the time. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, he looks at him. He knows. He hears him. Yeah. This isn't what? <laughs> this guy? Really? What's, what's this guy going to do? I mean, on that note, too, did you see the other clip that's making the round is of Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden, we know this, he loves two things. Sniffing girls' hair and squeezing men's biceps. Well, and ice cream. And okay. he, and I, well, that's the third thing. But I yeah. think I think he'd give up ice cream for the rest of his life if he could just squeeze some man meat every day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it happened again at the G20, man. Listen to this. He walks up All to right. a guy and says, oh, you got big biceps. Oh, oh, oh. then he grabs the guy. By the way, I very much worry about this guy's oh, biceps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> His biceps are big as my cat. Look at this. <laughs> there, there's a man. I hope we're on the same side. You know, so he's Russian. I don't care who he is. He's got some real biceps. We call them guns. And this is good for training. <laughs> Prison said guns in! <laughs> I think it's more, it's, more, it's more concerning to me that he walks up with somebody working with the Russian government and says, oh, yeah. I like your biceps. Oh, oh, oh. This guy. It's like the camera is fogging up because Joe Biden just can't get enough. <laughs> Golly, man. What is going on in this world? Oh, boy. All right. Uh, the View has taken on Ron DeSantis. All right. He looks Good. like the devil. Good. Oh, my gosh. We'll get to that Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Well, the ladies on The View, Scott, decided to kick around Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and this might be one of the best examples of why DeSantis might be a great presidential candidate, because they've got nothing on him other than saying, I think he's mean. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Ah! The, me- the meanest people on the planet are on that show, by the way. <laughs> Dude, yeah. and, and the, these are the ones that always do this stuff. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Here, yeah. Here's the conversation yesterday. I, I just think this, like, uh, people think that um, DeSantis is quite clever and that part of his cleverness is that he got the, the, the undocumented um, people on planes and flew them to Martha's Vineyard. Like, that is allegedly, like, a funny thing. I just found it to be mean. Mm-hmm. So I think it really depends on He's what your sense of humor is. I've never heard he was is. clever. I've heard he doesn't have a charisma when he speaks, he, which is the oh, opposite. I've heard that he's very, very clever, and I think Who he's told you he was clever? Yeah, he told you he was clever. It's, he's, it's been, it's, it's been written about that he's very clever he's and that he's very known, smart. Do you he's know very smart. Words. He's very smart and not known for being a retail politician. He can't do the folksy and, no. like, kissing babies no. and touching hands. But he can do the... Kissing babies? 
please. There is I don't a, trust anyone that he can't. He does those gotcha moments like, ha ha, you're in Martha's Vineyard now. Look how clever I am. But, I thought he looked like the devil in doing that. <laughs> yeah. You and know, that's Sonny Hostin, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the probably the biggest racist on TV today is Sonny Hostin. Yeah. I, I don't I don't even know if that's in dispute. She's a full blown racist. Well and she's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and she's a nut. I just I just have to laugh because they're saying, well, he thinks he's you clever because he sent yeah. people to Martha's Vineyard. Dude, the guy did that. You all called him racist. Not not yeah, just of you, but everybody yeah. in media called him racist sure. and everything. And the guy still cleaned up with Hispanics in Florida. That I think he actually is pretty clever. Okay. Dude, instinctively, he may be the best there is, just trusting his own instincts. He's, you know, hey, man, you want him, you got him, okay? Yeah. I'm just giving you what you want. I'm a nice guy. Look at me. It is so funny. And then you look at, like, Texas and Florida yeah. when it comes to the migrant buses and the migrant flights yep. being dropped off in uh, sanctuary states or cities. Hispanics in those states actually do support it, a, a majority. Yes actually yes. support that idea yes so yeah i think he is clever of course he is uh, and he's very bright no question and, about that <laughs> and he's got christina Peshaw too yeah she's which is the good. secret weapon she's yeah. really good yeah. yeah yeah uh there is a new uh, this comes out like once a month right there's a new dating term that describes things that were done i don't know just routinely in years past but now there's got to be a new term for it Okay. New term has been popping up online. It's called winter coding. Doesn't have anything to do with snow. Winter coding is when an ex comes back into your life just for the holidays. You go, oh, and, you know, winter coding. Yeah, I get you it. just, you know, you you wear them like a winter coat, and then when it's done, ah, you toss yeah, them out. Got to move on again. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It's just take them to the holiday party. Take them to the take them to see grandma, whatever. And, and there you go. I think this is really part of the uh, part of the overall plan of the Hallmark Channel putting together all of those Christmas music uh, movies. Well, that's the setup a, to like all of them. Well, it's right? the same plot, yeah, all the time. <laughs> somebody, somebody comes home and they rekindle a relationship yeah. over the holidays. <laughs> we yes. need a realistic version of that of those types of movies, though, where uh -huh. they don't end up happily ever after. They just wind up, you know, doing the Netflix and chill thing for a while, and then they break up, right? And they go back to real life. Mm-hmm. That's it. When we, that, we pick it, that's where we pick it up. Yes, that because that's what happens all the time. Yes, all the time. Not, yes. You know. So there you go. If you if you are doing something that has been done for years and years on end, that is now called uh, winter coding by hooking up with an ex over the holidays. Just because Got you don't, it. no one wants to be single during the holidays, right? Right. There you go. Very lonely. You know, mm -hmm. the Christmas caroling is just awkward if you're alone because then it's just you're some guy <laughs> ringing people's doorbells and singing at them. It's awful. And asking him to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. Probably the biggest story of the day now is that as we were hearing that Russia potentially had sent missiles into Poland, apparently those were Ukrainian missiles. Yeah. That uh, that landed. It was part of their missile defense system that landed and killed a couple people in Poland. And now we do have the talking points that even though it was Ukraine's fault... It's really Russia's fault. 
Yeah, they're they're still spinning this thing well, right now as we speak. You know, yeah. sending all the cash and weapons and whatnot, it's a massive money-making scheme that they've got going on, so they don't want that to dry up. And we got some audio from the uh, Joint Chiefs Chairman and the Secretary of Defense coming up. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out today. He'll be back tomorrow on the mend from the Rona. He, like so many of us, have survived the assassination attempt from the Chinese Communist government. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but we might not survive World War III, and Ukraine seems hell-bent on dragging us all into it. What is going on? Lloyd Austin's been out there for like an hour now. So uh, right now they're making the case that we need to send more weapons and more money to Ukraine because they just haven't gotten enough, even though the United States alone has sent more money to this fight than Russia has even spent on it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And they're the one fighting it. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, we had the situation yesterday that really looked quite frightening where missiles landed in Poland, which is in NATO territory, which would mean that if, if Russia were bombing Poland, okay, it's on now. Western Europe is 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 going to start actually fighting, and the United States is actually going to get involved in this war. Uh, fortunately, that isn't the case. What it appears to be is air defense. The air defense system from Ukraine is actually responsible for that. The Ukrainians actually accidentally shot, well, quote unquote, accidentally shot missiles into Poland and killed two people. Now. Obviously, we have some questions about this, right? Okay, what kind of oversight are we doing? After all, we are sending them a lot of equipment. We're sending them a lot of money. And are they really using it effectively? And to me, it really comes down to the rhetoric coming out of Ukrainian officials in light of what happened yesterday. As they come out and they say, okay, now it's on. Everybody's got to join this fight against Russia like they're really trying to drag people into this war, which is why it's also really uh, <laughs> frustrating to hear the Joint Chiefs Chairman uh, Mark Milley uh, saying something like this today during this uh, press conference. Ukrainians are not asking for anyone to fight for them. Yes, they are. They don't want American soldiers or British or German or French or anybody else. Yes, they do. To fight for them. They will fight for themselves. No, they won't. All Ukraine is asking for is the means to fight and we are determined to provide that means that that is not true uh i mean you you saw this yesterday where Zelensky was saying terror is not limited to our national borders russian missiles hit poland nato territory this is a russian missile attack on collective security a very significant escalation we must act that's what president Zelensky said they are well, asking for us to join that fight. They want us involved in that fight. And, nothing and, like waiting to see what happened before you, you rattle your gums, right? Yeah. 
Jeez, man. And so as this is going on, and then a few weeks ago, we had the story where Joe Biden was frustrated with Zelensky because when he was announcing like a billion dollars in aid, uh, Zelensky immediately started asking for more money. And apparently Joe didn't like that very much. I wish Joe would say that publicly, but he won't. And, you know, it's one of those things. I don't I don't blame the Ukrainian government for in these circumstances, wanting more help, asking for more help. But it also is not our responsibility to acquiesce to every request that he makes. It's not our responsibility to sit idly by while he tries to drag the West into an actual hot war with Russia. So uh, we, we, we have to take a step back here and assess. And it's shameful to me that we have military leadership and the president of the United States especially after what happened yesterday, continuing to go and say, you know what, well, all of this is really Russia's fault. And if you have any questions about what we're doing with Ukraine, well, you're pro-Putin. I'm not pro-Putin. I'm not pro-invasion. I mean, for God's sake, you see the videos that are coming out of Ukraine, and it's awful. Nobody's supporting that. No. But at the same time, when you have the president of that country after his own military, for all intents and purposes, bombed Poland on accident. Again, they say it's on accident. I think it, I, I think it opens them up for some questioning here. Where's that money going? Where's that equipment going? Are we restocking our supplies, which we are dwindling rapidly? Remember, they were talking about uh, large caliber rounds that are going, that the Pentagon is now short on. Mm-hmm that are going to Ukraine, it's not. it doesn't make you a bad person, and it certainly doesn't make you pro-Putin to have some questions, especially in light of yesterday, period. And when Mark Milley goes out there and says, well, they're not asking anyone to fight for them, that's absolutely not true. They've been begging people to come and fight for them. I also still want to know where the, what the status is on who blew up those pipelines. Dude, that's <laughs> I mean that story just disappeared. That didn't story it? <laughs> went away with the Hunter Biden and Paul Pelosi stories. <laughs> right, they're in, okay. in some binder somewhere with dust on them. Yeah. yeah, we don't know. Yeah, you're right. You know what? That is so weird that you mentioned that because that was a a big story for what thirty six hours, something like forty eight yeah. hours. Then it was gone. It's like yeah, we're sending and a dive gone. team there. Yeah, and well, that's it. What they find. Russia do it? Did we do it? Who did it? Right. We don't know. Uh, well, whatever. I mean, they know, I'm yeah. sure, but we don't know. Yeah. Here at home, uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, referred to lovingly as the Dorcas on this show, yes. was on the hot seat yesterday being questioned by Congress, and Representative August Pfluger of Texas asked him about the 600,000 known gotaways at the border, which is a crazy number that's actually on the low side of the number of people who've come in without any detection whatsoever. Mm-hmm. On the part of law enforcement. And, of course, because there have been several people on the terror watch list who have been caught trying to get into the country, you got to think, okay, a lot more have gotten in. Especially because you start hearing about people from certain regions of northern Africa, from Afghanistan coming in. It's like, okay, what yeah. what is on the horizon here in terms of national security? Seems uh, like there's a threat here. And, yeah, Alejandro Mayorkas is like, God, why are you even asking that question? 
I don't know. I, why are you asking me? I'm only the sec- I'm only the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Come yeah, on. That's always- How many of the six hundred thousand people? No, we have two minutes left. I know, but I I feel compelled to. You don't have the time to do that. I want to know how many of the six hundred thousand people match the terror watch list. Well, um, uh, Congressman, by definition, they are gotaways. Okay, so you don't know, and so how can you say that the border is secure? It's, it's the American people aren't buying it. Yeah, the American people aren't buying it. You can't. Well, no. <laughs> Why would I don't give me a reason to buy it? I mean, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. You're telling me and I'm watching it and you're telling me what I'm seeing isn't true. Yeah. Th- this administration is they've been doing this for I don't know how long now. Well, it is gaslighting on a high. What you're saying. No. Well, I, what am I seeing? Mayorkas. What am I seeing well, yeah, with my own eyes? Well, I, what am I, I seeing? I would like to to, to say we get I, I, I interject here. Well, Steven Spielberg, as you know, created dinosaurs for a movie. <laughs> what am I? I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. The border invasion brought to you by Steven Spielberg. It's actually yeah, a massive DreamWorks. movie production. Actually, yeah, yes. DreamWorks presents the border crisis. <laughs> oh, gosh, I mean, dude. It, I, I, again, I mean, this guy sits there and answers these questions straight-faced. Yeah. Just straight. Well, no, there's no crisis. I, there isn't one. What? Well, because he's not going to get fired. No. I mean, I, everybody knows that you're safe in that position as long as you don't tick off liberals on Twitter. Just so nuts. <laughs> I mean, I, again, you smoke and mirrors is part of politics. I get it. Yeah. But my gosh, man, when you got Bill Malusia down there going, yeah, here's 400 more going over. Look at this. Yeah, look, they got, they all got smartphones and North yes. Face jackets. Huh? Yeah, wow, what's, that's weird, isn't that it? seems odd. For a secure border, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? I mean, this does, it, look, man, it just doesn't make any sense. No. And if you're a human being, thinking person, living and breathing and upright, you know that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know it's not true. Right. Every well, time this guy opens his mouth. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, hey, they they uh, lost the popular vote in the midterms, but kept the Senate, and it's a narrow uh, minority now in the House, or will be probably. Yeah. Uh, so they, they're declaring victory. Everything they've done has worked for them. So that's, what, th- that's okay. the game right now. Even if you are to believe that, even if you are, explain what's going on. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't because it's not true. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, And I I do think, just moving on here, uh, I I think Democrats are still reading into the midterm elections a little bit too much. They certainly got some crucial wins. There's no question about that. But when a majority of people voted Republican, uh, even, again, that's sort of the moral victory. It doesn't really have any effect on the makeup of Congress. But uh, it's still not a great idea to spike the football because the majority of the country still said, we hate your politics. Yeah. It just so happens we hated these candidates more. That's it. So, period. Uh, but they're going to spike the football anyway. Representative Jim Clyburn, the guy who rescued Joe Biden's presidential campaign in 2020, says voters at the end of the day will demand that Biden be president again in 2024. I agree. I demand he stay there, too. They will demand it. And I think that over into next year, when people start seeing the benefit, uh, this Inflation Reduction Act and inflation already is pointing downward. I think the American people are going to get in touch 
visits this president and says, we like your approach, we like your agenda, and we want you to stay in the game. I agree, Jim. I hope he does. I want him to stay in the game. <laughs> I absolutely do. Stay in the game. Give Republicans a chance yep. to take back the White House. Absolutely. Yeah. I want no one competent running. No. <laughs> I like all this chaos. I demand that the chaos continue. That's right. You know, you mentioned... The only other guy I could possibly endorse would be Fetterman. <laughs> That's it. It still boggles my mind, man, that you hear actual reporters or people who say they're reporters on Capitol Hill shaming one another for yelling questions at a senator in the hallway. Unreal. Because, well, all the senators-elect are in D.C. for some orientation thing, and uh, John Fetterman was there, and so many reporters were like, oh, he's wearing a suit and tie. He's not wearing his hoodie. (laughs) And then some people asked him some questions, and he kind of ignored them. And there was this big dust-up between different Capitol Hill reporters who were saying, we need to not shout questions at him. He still has auditory processing issues. Yeah. We, you need to write it down on a card and hand it to him. He's a freaking senator. Or just put it on a big whiteboard when he goes by, right. hold it up. <laughs> I mean, he's a senator. I, I, yeah, and he's, he's got he's, he's got a brain sitting damage. senator in the United States Senate, and I'm going to ask him a question. You're telling me I can't? No, because he can't process it. Right. And I actually, you had some people again trotting this out, comparing it to uh, comparing his situation to Tammy Duckworth, because Tammy no. Duckworth. Well, I mean, she's she's in a wheelchair because yeah. of her service overseas. Yeah, um, and that is just that's not the same comparison. And you're saying no. that someone in a wheelchair has brain damage? That, oh, they want to go. They want to go disability with this. But it's 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 that, not. That's what they want. That's what they want to do. They want to go the disability it, route, though. Oh, that's okay. what they do here. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I know. You're able. How can you make fun of disabled people? Yeah, right? you're you're ableist if you point out that maybe a senator with brain damage shouldn't be a senator. A senator, and yeah. and that's that's saying, hey man, listen, rehab, get it together, do your best, and if yeah. you can come back, come back. But yeah. you can't be there now. And at the same time, they're leaking damaging information, and they're just really going after Diane Feinstein, another Democrat, because she's clearly senile. Have an update on that, buddy. Oh gosh, I heard this. Oh, it's sad. Oh, buddy, we got that. Uh, also. Uh, interesting survey from Match.com. We'll get to that next. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Uh, so Trump makes his big announcement last night that he's going to run for president. Okay, w- what do you make of the fact that Ivanka Trump is not going to be part of his campaign? Um, it's funny because I understand it completely. Yeah, I, d- I did this. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. I don't want to do this again. I want to live my life. I want to just be live a somewhat of a normal life. Yeah, she's got. Young I don't want kids. any part of this nonsense yeah. anymore. Right? Yeah, I got I, young kids. I just I don't want any part of the political world. I don't need the the idiocy of of the media. I don't need any of this stuff anymore. Yeah, I'm I, not doing it. I'm it, out. It strikes me that uh, as people reading too much into it, maybe I'm wrong about this, but you got little kids. I mean, it's not 
unheard of for a, a, a kid to not, or a child of a presidential candidate to not hit the campaign trail. I mean, crying out loud, one of Joe Biden's kids was in rehab. Actually, two of them were in rehab right. while he was running for president. Not exactly yeah. out on the campaign trail. Dad of the I, year. Yeah, I guess it does uh, perk up yours a little bit just because Ivanka Trump did work in the White House uh, mm-hmm. with with her dad and, and was very And her husband. Yeah, and her husband was there too. But, yeah, he, he's, she said uh, on Instagram that she's prioritizing her young children and the private life they are creating for their family. And I understand it. Things are getting hot, you know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. There are crazy people out there. Yeah, uh, who may do something to your family and you. And sure. You don't want to put yourself out there. And you, you only get the time with the little ones once. Do you, you think, know? let me ask you this, because I thought about this last night. I'm watching Trump, and Don Jr. was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't notice anybody else from the family there, uh, uh, besides Ivanka. She yeah. was there, of course. But you wonder if this is like a Tom Brady thing. What do you like mean? Like the family's like, no, no, no. Yeah, I, and he's like, yeah, one more shot, you know, one more shot. Yeah, I think I think Don Jr. seems to be all in. Yeah, but again, I don't know how much of that is just. See, I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know either. And again, yeah. that's just speculation on my part. I got nothing to base that on. Yeah, but it's like the family's going, come on, can we just, you know, can we just yeah. live somewhat of a normal life? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's it's pretty clear at, at the very least that they're not horrible human beings like the Biden family is. Oh no, they're Biden putting a senile horrible, guy yeah. out there like this. Well, daughter's writing books about showering with him. I mean, the, or, the whole yeah. the, this guy just got hair all over it, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, it does. the whole family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Joe said he does have hairy legs. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Golly. Uh, Match dot com had the twelfth annual Singles in America study, and it found that dating now costs an average of one hundred and thirty dollars a month. Yeah, that seems kind of low to me, but I, me I don't too, know. Actually, yeah, but. I mean, cause I, I just remember when I was dating uh, my wife when we were first dating. I mean, I, I made like no money. You're talking like twelve thousand dollars a year. Man, I was counting pennies out at the sack and save in order to save up money to take her out on dates. I know it mm-hmm. took a lot more than one hundred thirty dollars, man. Well, Arby's can be romantic, dude. Absolutely, it can yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. We got married and we went to Jimmy John's afterward. <laughs> All right. That's a true story. I know it actually. is. Anyway, this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jimmy Markley is out. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, recovering from the Rona. Yes. Yeah. Catches up to everybody. Eventually. Uh, yeah. Yes. Eventually. Uh, this is deeply weird, man. And I, I don't. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it or what. But man, Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, top Democrat in the Senate. Uh, came out today and said, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to be focusing on providing a pathway to citizenship for illegal immigrants. Because that'll solve the border crisis. That's a winning message. Winning message <laughs> No, there. no, it, yeah. it, it really won't actually solve the border no, crisis. No, of course not. But the way they're talking about it now, 
I mean, at least they're being honest about their goals here. But what Chuck Schumer says here, like a week ago, you would have been called a white supremacist for saying that's what Dems are doing with the border crisis. But here, here's what he said today. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Ah, for, for however many there are. You come in here illegally, you break our laws on purpose, and you get rewarded with citizenship so that you can be human incubators and bus which boys. is yeah a whole nother weird thing we were talking about earlier yeah so 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 that's the idea you that just we have we have a population decline in this country and in that world they come in here and and create more of a population which is yeah. good for all of us yes and that's why they're here doesn't yes. that fly in the face of everything they believe oh uh, abortion up until the yeah. moment of birth yeah my body my choice you're telling these women that their job is to come here and have babies? Well, and... and in, How dare you? And, well, and, and in fairness, Scott, it's not just having babies, cleaning toilets, too. Yeah, well, well you got to do that, too, but... We'll, we'll have the uh, the permanent underclass out there. Uh, these guys are really something, aren't black they? Black and brown people yeah. who serve as human incubators. I mean, it's very on brand for the, well, the Democratic Party and their history of slavery, so it, it really doesn't... It's not much of a change of their usual historical platform. You know, that's one of those things where you say it out loud, and it's like, I can't believe you just said that out loud. Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah, it, it's that. We where's, need... all the, where's all the uh, handmaid's tale? Where's, where's yeah. all this at? Yeah, it seems like supporting. That would, exa- why would you support something like that? Yeah, it seems like actually supporting people to come into this country so that they can have babies for us. And work work at minimum wage jobs. Yeah, it, you know that that actually does seem like that's uh, that's more Handmaid's Tale esque. Oh yeah, than abortion. Yes, but we we need you to have five kids and repopulate because <laughs> we're struggling in that area. That's that's insane. Uh, okay. It is, and yeah, again. But in the meantime, you can have an abortion up to nine months, and yeah. that's none of my business. Okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, we're telling our own citizens. Well, not not yeah, we, not, not to you have and children, I, but we're yeah. telling. You know, our society tells women that it's liberating to focus on a career instead of a family, and that if you do get pregnant, you should just go kill the kid. And yeah, that's we gotta actually get those poor migrants thing. in here and yeah, popping out babies, man. You give them that's less how we got to do. We got to increase our voting block, <laughs> right? And the thing is, if you say that, if you repeat, if you're a conservative and you repeat mm-hmm. exactly what Chuck Schumer said, and you mm-hmm. said this is what Democrats want, they want to yeah. bring people in to repopulate the United States of America. You get called a racist conspiracy theorist. He just said it. He did just say it. And they have said it before. Maybe not always in such blunt terms, but I don't, you know. But I mean that that is actually what the left has called replacement theory and this evil thing that you can't talk about. Unless Democrats admit to doing it. In, what in conclusion case, can I come to, Chuck? Give me some options. What conclusion yeah. can I possibly come to with what you just said? Yeah. Now, granted, you're an old doofus, and maybe you weren't supposed to say those things out loud, <laughs> but you did. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. And you're 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 a white male saying yeah. that stuff. That's true. Yeah. Which yeah. is even worse. 
Meantime, another big story on the world stage is that Ukraine is trying to draw everybody into World War III. Uh, so we were covering the story yesterday, and it, it really was a pretty shocking headline to read that missiles had landed in Poland and killed two people. And yeah. immediately the Ukrainians were going, oh, that's Russia. Russia just bombed, uh, uh, just, just bombed Poland. Uh, time for everybody else to roll. Now this is all our fight now. And then it turns out that it was actually part of their missile defense system. Uh, and they were rockets sent by Ukrainians that killed two Poles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the talking point, because I guess nobody knows how to just fold a hand in poker. Now the talking point is, well, it's not really Ukraine's fault. It's not really their fault, okay? They, there was just a little whoopsie, okay? This explosion was most likely the result of a Ukrainian air defense missile that unfortunately landed in Poland. And whatever the final conclusions may be, the world knows that Russia bears ultimate responsibility for this incident. Well, because no, actually, if they, if they don't invade the Ukraine, Ukraine doesn't yeah. fight back. Therefore, there this wouldn't have happened. Is that yeah, is that, that the point yeah, he's making? It, it basically, okay. so anything bad that Ukraine does uh, is ultimately Russia's fault because they were the aggressor in this yeah. thing, and there would be no need for these types of things if it weren't for the Russians being right. aggressors. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But That's logical. It's, it's kind of like you can say you can still say no. Ukraine messed up. And we need to figure out what exactly went wrong. Yeah. And just leave everything off the table. But to, to try to wordsmith this into saying, I mean, Justin Trudeau said the same thing uh, today. Uh, that's going to be the West talking point right now. Ukraine screwed up, but it's really Russia's fault. Well, that's, that's weak, man. Can you not demand some accountability? Can you not say, hey, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Because Poland uh, is not technically at war and you just bombed him on accident alec baldwin kills somebody on the set of the movie and you blame the producers for financing the movie right (laughs) got it yeah yeah Yeah. if it weren't for their financing this wouldn't have happened because he wouldn't have been there with a gun in his hand yeah yeah exactly okay so that that's going to be the talking point now it doesn't really matter ukraine can do no wrong that's it Meanwhile, of course, uh, uh, Donald Trump has announced that he intends to, or that he is now, running for president uh, for 2024. And so here we go. Election season starts this early. Um, And there are a lot of takes flying around, of course. Should Trump do it? Should Trump not do it? You know, the polling right now, and again, it is so stupidly early that I don't know how reliable the polling is. We have to see how those two guys, if DeSantis runs against Trump, we'll have to see how they interact with one another. Mm Mm-hmm. I think people ultimately, it doesn't really matter what, what I say. It doesn't matter what you say, Scott. It doesn't matter what Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or any, anybody else says. It's up to the voters to decide who they're going to pick uh, to be the nominee in 2024. Uh, but it is interesting to see different people coming out of the woodwork openly attacking Donald Trump already. And including the former vice president. I don't want to say openly attacking. I don't think he attacked Donald Trump. But Mike Pence did an interview on Fox News. Um, and he was asked about the announcement by Brett Baer 
and he gave sort of a, a long-winded explanation like, well, you know, I'm really proud of what we did in the, in the Trump-Pence administration. We did some good things, but maybe it's time to move on uh, to somebody else. Um, and Brett Baer said, well, our, our, it sounds like you're saying you wouldn't vote for him. And then we'll pick up the conversation at that point. Well, I just I honestly believe that we're going to have better choices, Brett. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, Donald Trump was the only candidate in 2016 who could have defeated Hillary Clinton. Uh, I saw that firsthand. And I, uh, after he won that Indiana primary, I never doubted that he was going to win. And uh, I chronicle that in my book. But you um, doubt it now. But I, I think uh, I think different times call for different leadership. And. And in the days ahead, I, I just have heard all over the country from people who've stopped, expressed support and appreciation for the record of our administration uh, that uh, they, they want to see leadership that brings our country together while still fighting for all the things that have always made this country strong and, and prosperous. Yeah. Well, I think that's very, you know, Mike Pence is a pretty classy guy. And, you know, he uh, out of everybody, because so many people who worked in the Trump administration you can tell they just saw dollar signs and then started shrieking about how bad Trump was and all this stuff. I mean, just completely abandoned any sense of principles that they had going into the White House because it, they wanted to be at the cool kids' table. Right, Mike exactly. Mike Pence doesn't roll that way, though. No. And out of all of them, Mike Pence would have, would have the most right, I think, to go after Donald Trump with both barrels because of what happened at the Capitol riot. Uh, because while it was going on, and I'm not saying that, oh, Trump orchestrated an insurrection, don't misunderstand me here. Uh, but I remember at the time being really frustrated when all of that was going down, when the riot was going down and Trump was tweeting about how Mike Pence basically didn't have the guts to do something he couldn't actually legally do. I didn't like that he did that, did that with Mike Pence. Uh, and, but Mike Pence, he, he, you know, he, he's, he is who he is. And so he didn't really shred anybody, but he just said, hey, look, you know, different times might call for different leadership here. Mm-hmm. I think in, in, in many ways that's true. Again, it is so early. I don't know what See, is going to happen. See, that's the thing, right? I mean, give me a break. I mean, in a year yeah. from now, I mean, we can have a conversation here. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, uh, but I mean, I'm looking at this right now going, first of all, it's Donald Trump. Secondly, you know, the media hates him. They're going to have yeah. knives out the whole time. And and he has a tendency to fall on his own sword a lot. So yeah. we'll see where this goes. And again, how many people are actually going to support him within the party? That, you know, I read today where like Carrie Lake got no money from the Republicans. Yeah, or very little money. Uh, yeah, because she has aligned herself with Donald Trump, and they don't want to deal with Donald Trump. So. Yeah, we'll see. You, that's hard. That's a hard machine to defeat. Yeah, yeah. It, it I, really. I mean, is. it really is. But yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. Again, it is just yep. so early. It's hard to say whether or not we need new leadership oh i think so too you can feel that out there that people oh we definitely need new leadership yeah (laughs) it's just by who right Right. yeah Yeah. exactly uh news update on the way this is the mark lee van camp and robin show Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Kicking COVID right now. Okay. 
we we need justice for Miguel Almaguer, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I so, think so too. So okay, Miguel Almaguer, he's the guy on the Today Show who talks like this, and he's been suspended because he did a report that on the Paul Pelosi attack that countered what the FBI had said happened. And the key part is that when the cops got to the Pelosi home, the feds say that Paul Pelosi answered the door and basically he and the assailant, David DePape, or DePape, or however you say his name, uh, were fighting over a hammer, basically, and then uh, the assailant was able to get the hammer away and then whoop, whoop, uh, whapped him a couple of times upside right. the head. Well, Miguel Almaguer, uh, a couple of weeks ago, reported on the Today Show that actually he has sources that say Paul Pelosi answered the door and was not wrestling for a hammer with the assailant and, in fact, greeted officers and then went several feet back inside the home. And that's when he was attacked. Which Not suggests, only back in the home, but towards right, uh, the attacker. Right, and towards the attacker, that's right. So, yes. uh, yeah. you know, the uh, cops apparently didn't know that uh, Paul Pelosi was in any immediate danger. Right, till the hammer came out. Till the hammer then came, came right. in, yes. And the Today Show has suspended Miguel Almaguer for reporting that. They never have said what he got wrong. And again, I want to go into more detail of what local news has been reporting. And they're not, they haven't taken it down. And it's the local NBC News affiliate that is reporting that police body camera video that captured the attack on Paul Pelosi and the moments leading up to it contradict one of the details included in the DOJ's account of what happened that evening. Uh, we still have not seen the video. Uh, in recent days, the Department of Justice and the San Francisco District Attorney's Office have outlined differing accounts of who opened the door when police responded to Pelosi's 911 call. And so they are reporting the exact same thing, and it has not been refuted. No. So what happened to Miguel? Well, he got put on the beach. That uh, why did he get suspended? What I don't know. Well, <laughs> like you, you pointed out to me when you first sent me this. Yeah. Nobody's given a reason for this. Nobody knows what's. We suspended a guy for what? Uh, mm. Well, because yeah, we we it didn't meet our right wing standards. Conspiracy and it fueled right wing conspiracy theories. What is it, What are they talking about? It's not a conspiracy theory. No, if, if it's true, if it's if it, if the DOJ is painting a different picture than what actually happened, and the fact that they're not releasing the body cam footage makes it even more suspicious that, okay, something else was going on. Wasn't uh, this very easy to solve? I mean, just release the body cam footage and let right. us see it. That's not going to... release it. That doesn't tank any case. No. If you release the body cam footage, I, you know, it seems like by this point you could release it, uh, especially because now the midterms are over. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's what you're hiding it from anyway. So <laughs> right. Nancy Pelosi's not going to return her spe- retain her speakership. Yeah. She may decide to give it up, actually, and go away. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but that I, would be the time. If you're going to do it, now's the time. It just, it, none of this makes sense. Now, I don't, uh, again, I mean, it's been kind of a joke for a lot mm-hmm. of people that, like, they were mm, intimate right. with one oh, another. Yeah. I don't, well, <laughs> those two men. But I I, what, again, what leads to speculation? Right. It, it's, it's a lack of transparency. Absolutely. I, That's I, right. Again, if I'm, if I'm going down, my personal conspiracy theory is that uh, Nancy Pelosi ordered the hit. She's golly, <laughs> and, then, and Paul. And the reason Paul Pelosi didn't feel like he was under pressure is because he found out his wife had ordered the hit. 
and then this is how I would write it in the movie at least. Okay, all right. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll couch it. I've got an alter, I've got an alternate ending, but go ahead. Okay, and then he finds out, and then he offers the guy more money, and then well, the guy's unstable. After all, the assailant had conversations with invisible bird fairies, and right. then he decides he's going to attack Paul Pelosi. Yes. What's your alternate ending? My alternate ending is. There, the video has been transferred to Hunter's laptop and will never be found or seen by anyone. <laughs> it's hiding out in the Bahamas with that FTX yeah, right, guy. Exactly. And Jeffrey Epstein's ghost. And Hunter's laptop. <laughs> Golly, man. And if I made laptops, I would call one the Hunter. <laughs> this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. Uh, biggest story of the day to me is that Ukraine was openly trying to drag us into World War III yesterday. They lied yeah. about the missiles that wound up hitting Polish territory and killing two people. They said it was Russia, and now it looks like it, they were missiles that were part of the air defense system uh, for Ukraine that missed their targets by a, by a long shot. So Ukrainians... The Ukrainian military actually killed two Polish civilians. Yeah. Now, why? Was that really just an accident? Or is this the false flag stuff that we've been hearing so much about? I don't I don't and know. And who blew up those dang pipelines? I want to know. All yeah. right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out. He'll be back tomorrow recovering from the attempted assassination attempt on the part of the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, That's COVID. right. Yeah, so he's coming back. Uh, this was really By the weird. Way, can I just say this for the record? Okay. I just want to say this for the record. We've gotten a couple of things on this. Everybody on this show has been vaccinated. Okay. I want to leave oh. it at that. Oh, because uh, because mock vaccinations. Because oh, the we yeah, never there's... have. We've never we've we've been vaccinated. You idiots. So there. Yeah, uh, there's just some lonely people out there who have nothing better to do. It's just than bad. To troll I Facebook mean, just what and... the hell, man? Was it, I I don't mind being called out for something I said. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to call me out for something I said, that's fine. But if you don't, if you if you say something I I never said yeah. or we never said, then get out of here. Well. I, look, I, I just think, look, there are just some pathetic people out there who have nothing else going on in their lives. You know, they're just, they're very lonely, bitter people. And if it makes them feel better to troll you on Facebook, then I, I think you're actually doing the Lord's work then, Scott. Okay. Thank you're, you very You're much. helping um, to make it, it, lonely people feel less lonely. It is, it is, a, it is a task, I'll tell you. <laughs> it is a task because they're so brave, yeah. very brave. Well, it's like you're making... And the funny thing is... People that complain about it's like they complain about a TV show or they complain about yeah. whatever they complain about and complain about a car you drive and bought. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. get it. I mean, the, the, you know, I listen every day and I hate you. Okay. Yeah, well, All right. Thanks for listening. Hey, we I don't mean, care. 
That's why in several of our markets, we're the number one radio show. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's, so, isn't, it, isn't it silly, though? It's yeah. just silly when you I love think it. about it. I love it. It's like, God, All right. hey, man. All right, there we go. Anyway, this was a bizarre moment in Bali as uh, the G20 leaders are all meeting and whatnot. Uh, President Biden was there, of course, surrounded by Western government leaders, including uh, the Canadian prime minister, the president of France, the prime minister of the UK and others. And... Uh, he was the press there was told that they would be getting remarks uh, specifically about what happened in Poland yesterday, because that was a frightening situation. Yes. You had a couple of missiles drop on on Poland. And the accusation was that they were Russian missiles because Russia has been bombing the hell out of different uh, spots in uh, in Ukraine, most notably the energy infrastructure there as like a form of punishment because. They've retaken Kyrgyzstan. Um, the Ukrainians have. But then it turns out that it was actually Ukrainian missiles that crossed the border. And so obviously this is a big deal because the president of Ukraine was out there saying, well, now now it's on, okay? NATO's got to get involved in this war with Russia now. Um, and so the president was supposed to be giving remarks and updating where do we stand on this. And uh, Jackie Heinrich from Fox News asked the question, quote, Mr. President, can you tell us what you know so far about the explosion in Poland? And Biden said, no. And then all of a sudden the travel pool feed video, or I'm sorry, the travel travel pool video feed cut out and yeah. the White House ushered people out of the room. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to talk about it. Go away, go away. Why, why, won't, why would you not want to give an update here? It's a pretty big deal. You're talking about spending more money on Ukraine after they bombed Poland. Right. I mean, let's let's try to you know, let's try to figure this out because after all, it's it's our money that we're sending to Ukraine. Not Joe's money. It's ours. Right. But you're not allowed to ask those questions because then you're just a Putin stooge or something. Uh, anyway, that's just the way the world is right now. Um, I, I'm sure he was also told he wasn't supposed to talk about it uh, by somebody because, you know, he's senile and whatnot. Um, anyway, uh, oh, we got your big trifecta to get to, don't we? Top yeah, three news stories yes. of the day, according yes. to Scott yes. Robbins. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look you it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. All right, the trifecta, top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins. Uh, we do not have Casey Kasem along for the ride because he, he got oh, the Rona man. from, from uh, Jamie, yeah. so he's having to sit this one out again. Uh, but we do it's especially bad when you're dead. I know it really is. Yeah, He's uh, definitely got a pre-existing condition. Yes, yes. Uh, but we do count them down three to one, like Casey Kasem taught us. Uh, number three, the talking points are out about Donald Trump after he said he's running for president again. This stuff. You know, you knew this was going to happen, but it's so funny when I read it now. It's such a coordinated attack. Insurrection, the orange man. He's bad. He's a bad man. NPR. Take a look at your pay stub at the end of the week or two weeks or month, whenever you get paid, and see how many of your tax dollars are gone and gone to the federal government. And know that some of that is going to NPR. Who uh, His headline was, Donald Trump, who tried to overturn Biden's legitimate election, launches 2024 bid. Uh-huh. The Washington Post, Trump, who as president, fomented an insurrection, says he's running again. The twice-impeached former president has been eager to declare his candidacy, hoping to get ahead of likely rivals and potential criminal charges. 
<laughs> followed by Trump announced his 2024 run nearly two years after inspiring deadly Capitol riot. Same verbiage. Twice impeached ex-president <laughs> makes expected announcement despite midterm reversals. <laughs> this, this is insanity. Yeah. And, of course, they went on to say, during his time as president, Trump weaponized white cultural grievance, right-wing nationalism, and ironically considering his status as an Ivy League-educated billionaire and elitist economic populism. Mm-hmm. The foundation of Trump's 2016 candidacy and ensuing presidency was naive. He campaigned on building a wall to keep Spanish-speaking immigrants out of the United no, States. Please. I, this, we fund this stuff! Well, if there's one thing that communists are good at, it's, it's, it's using your money against you all the time. That's what NPR is. Despite his minimal contributions to the NPR budget made by state funding, NPR has claimed that federal funding is essential to the public radio service to the American mm-hmm. public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? How? So I can hear about lesbian basket weavers in Romania? I mean, because I, it's like between the Trump hysteria and that kind of stuff, I, I'm not really sure what my money is going towards. Well, I mean, they're also, I mean, their operating budget, too, is federal money licensing scheme by local yeah. affiliates and that no, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it's, it's a, a private corporation it, funded by the American people. Right. Well, I mean, NPR is where talentless people go to work and never get fired. God. That's, that's just what happens. All right. I, I don't, I don't want to say that, but it's, I'm, in my head, I'm playing the game right now, and you're right. <laughs> it's true. You're right. And I'm not I know talk- a bunch of those people, too. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about all non-commercial radio stations. There no, are a of lot of non-commercial not. radio no. stations that do great stuff, even if oh, politically yeah. Absol- I, don't, I don't absolutely like them. Yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah, NPR is just, it's, it's a lot of very talentless people who speak in whispery voices to lonely people. Yeah. That's, what, that's all they do. All right, it's the trifecta, top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins. Yeah. Uh, number two, there were some protests. This okay. felt like a scam, but protests Dude, in front of Trump this- Tower. <laughs> This is the biggest scam, and and again, mainstream media just runs with it. MAGA are gathering outside Trump Tower, chanting USA while stomping on DeSantis campaign posters. Yeah. Trump or death, they're saying, and telling Nancy Pelosi there's no ice cream in hell. (laughs) Before accusing her husband of being a cruiser. (laughs) Not a cult, though. Absolutely not. First of all, the... (laughs) What a canard this is, because this is so phony, right? Yeah. They put a bunch of, of knuckleheads with MAGA shirts and MAGA hats and went out there and told them to go raise hell for 50 yeah. bucks or a bottle of gin or whatever they got for it, right? Mm-hmm. It's so obvious. Oh, yeah. They're I, stomping on DeSantis. I, I, I wouldn't su- be surprised if the Lincoln Project, you know, the oh, grab yeah, bag yeah, right. of alcoholics and diddlers. <laughs> right, yes. It's the Pedophile Protection Network. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a hand in that. Remember what they did in Virginia ahead of the election of uh, of where Glenn Youngkin won, flipped the state red? Yeah. Was they sent a bunch, they, they hired a bunch of guys I that. Yeah. to wear khakis and white shirts and, and carry tiki torches to say, right. like, yes, the... The white supremacists stand with Glenn Youngkin, except one of the guys was black. Right. And that just really, none of it made sense. And, and yeah, it becomes like a Dave Chappelle bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, 
And then they were like, well, we thought it was very effective. And they're really bad at this, and it's so obvious when yeah. you see it. These guys are over the top, screaming and yelling and yeah, jumping up and down on DeSantis' New- banner. Yeah, New York City, a bunch of uh, hardcore Trump guys show up. Yeah, and, right. Okay, I'm Decide I'm sure. they're going to demonstrate. Yeah, uh-huh, okay. Right. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, all right, it's the trifecta. Top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins. And number one, we land with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the space guy on television. He's yeah. weighing in on politics again. Well, he's got an interesting theory here, uh, David. He is attributing the GOP midterm less than enthusiastic uh, results, and he's got the reason this happened. I'm just going to read his tweet. Vaccine hesitancy was much higher among Republican voters than Democrats during COVID, so it led to a disappropriate amount of deaths among conservatives and cost them the midterm elections. So if they just would have gotten the vaccination, they Uh would have been alive to vote for Republicans, and they weren't. They're dead, and that's why. I knew this take was coming eventually. That doesn't make any sense, because when you look at the congressional map in New York, for example, Lee Zeldin, I mean, really brought a lot of people up, and Republicans wound up winning congressional seats mm-hmm. in new york and as far as other red states i mean red states stayed pretty red uh florida got redder after governor DeSantis. right uh texas and their got population redder. is older yes. yeah i mean in in spite of uh population growth there i don't it, it makes no sense man well this is wish casting and he's yeah. good at that he does it all the time yeah uh, he's not about actual science. He's about theater of science, and well, that's no. what he does best. Okay, all right. So well. there, if they just would have, if they just would have paid attention, yeah, they just would have kept their kids out of school. Yeah, they just would have worn the mask, and they just would have gotten their eighty seventh vaccine. Then they'd be fine. Well, the right good now. news for this loser is there's always a home for him on NPR. Well, that's very true. Where bitter failures go <laughs> to live out their careers before they get old yellered. By actual <laughs> media companies. <laughs> anyway. All right, we oh, got, gosh. We, just, we got Nimrods in the news coming up. All right. <laughs> this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Kicking that COVID, man. Uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, she's like 170 years old. Just turned 170. And she is, she has lost her mind. I mean, literally has lost her mind. I know. It's it's kind of sad. The stories that keep getting leaked out. And you know it's because they want to open up that Senate seat so bad. Democrats do. She's in California. Easy get for them. Maybe, I don't know, put a certain governor in place so that he has Senate credentials when he decides to run for president at some point. Just thinking out loud here, but they're putting out stories. They've been putting out stories for a couple of years now about how she's mm-hmm. just losing more than a step. I mean, she's she's senile. It, it's pretty clear she is. Now, a reporter for Insider asked Diane Feinstein if she will seek the role of Senate pro tem. It's a... 
uh, usually reserved the longest serving member of the Senate. Feinstein would hold that title uh, beginning January 3rd. And she said, quote, well, I haven't thought about it, but I'll let you know when I do. I just got back. I have had a lot of issues. An aide walking with the senator quickly interjected, telling Insider that Feinstein had told a few reporters in the past she's not thought about it and has no intention of seeking the position. The aide uh, uh, told Feinstein, well, that's what you've told reporters, meaning you're not going to seek that position. Feinstein says, well, I don't know what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> the aide said, this is about the Senate pro temp position. Feinstein says, well, I haven't said anything about it that I know of. Aide said, well, you were asked about it over the break, and you put out a statement saying you had no intention of running for it. And then she says, well, okay, I guess it's out. <laughs> I mean, oh, dude, man. it's just sad. No, I, I got no love for Diane Feinstein, but man. Yeah. What do you why? have to prove? Just and retire. Why? You know, where's the family at on this? I I mean... It, you need to sit her down and go, you know, enjoy the rest of your time on this planet. No kidding. You don't, her husband, you don't need this. Her husband just passed away not that long yeah. ago. It's I mean, like, just retire. He, what else do you have? There's nothing left. Uh, just hanging on to that power base, though. It, it is. It, it's Golly. just you're addicted to it. And maybe it's a situation where in her lucid moment, she she hears the stories about people who retire and then die two weeks later because they've lost their sense of purpose. But, you know, that that's not the American people's problem. You know, if she if, remembers a time when bipartisanship meant she she went right along with Herbert Hoover. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's like it's time to go. Right. We need to have a serious conversation about mental acuity in Congress. And I'm not just talking about people you disagree with or you think are dumb, but I mean actual ability to do the job. That being said, Pennsylvania did just elect a walking cucumber well, wearing a hoodie. I was going to serve that. in the Senate. So, yeah. whatever. I mean, that. President, Fetterman, Feinstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sharp as a tack, you know. That's, My goodness. Yes. That's what they got going on. All right. It's time yep. for Nimrods in the News. When the going gets tough, damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. Nimrods in the news. Uh, this guy in Toronto, well, he tried to rob three banks in a single day this week, and he really should have stopped it too. First one happened around 9:47 a.m. on Monday. Well, he fled on foot after getting some cash. Then 23 minutes later, he robbed a second bank less than a mile away. Well, then, of course, the cops are on the lookout for him because well, they're like, well, he's probably going to go a third time. And he did. And the cops are ready for him. And, well, they, they caught him about two miles later as he tried to rob a third bank. <laughs> so, yeah, they but arrested wait, him. I guess you just keep going, right? Yeah, you might as well. You just, just figure down, I got through right? two. It's, why not? It's, right? it's the Joe Biden method, right? You yeah. screw something up once. Let's try it. Three more times and At last, see yeah. what happens. You Who know? knows? And also, I, I don't. I don't know if this is really a Nimrod so much as it is just kind of a funny story. Uh, a home invader broke into a house in Wisconsin and completely trashed the place. It wasn't a burglar though; it was a deer. Oh, the no. deer burst through the front door, entered into their living room. It ran in a circle, then stormed up the steps to the second floor. Uh, fortunately, the authorities were able to get the deer out of the home, and they think it was it was <clears throat> aroused by a Christmas decoration. Who has been, though, David? Who has been? <laughs> it wasn't the leg lamp, I can right. tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show.